The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Meta Talks, where we bring in experts to dive deep into all things metaverse. With your hosts, Kate Hancock and Daniel Robbins. To another episode of Meta Talks. Very excited about this guest today. I just recently read his incredible book. We'll talk about that later, I'm sure. So, welcome, Kate. Welcome, Tommaso. And our guest here, Tommaso DB. I love the last name that you have there, by the way. Um, so Tommaso is a serial entrepreneur, startup investor, author, advisor, faculty at University of California, Berkeley. He's built four tech startups from scratch has two exits, and now has a passion for teaching and learning in the Web3 space. Welcome, Tommaso. What a pleasure to have be here. Thank you so much, Daniel. Wow, so honored having you here. Tommaso, tell us, what gets you excited to get involved in the education on, in the Web3.0 world? Well, I think, I think in general, um, education in general is broken. Uh, I mean, nowadays we are still uh, sticking to the same methods of uh, the way we've been educated for uh, hundreds and hundreds uh, of, uh, of years. And now for the very first time in, uh, since technology, invention of technology, right, we have a method in which uh, we can uh, co-create the education, own what we create, and, uh, and benefit from... Uh, from uh, those micro certificates, because whatever we do in Web3 belongs to us. We don't need third parties uh, to um, give us a certificate. We don't need anybody to tell us, you know, you made your four years degree, right? Yeah, but that's just uh, real quick to why I'm, uh, I'm so hooked about the possibilities in general in Web3 and the metaverse, right? So what is your definition of the metaverse, Tommaso? Well, uh, I don't think that anybody uh, right now should uh, take an attempt of saying what it is because we are so early on and uh, and we should actually think of what it is not and, and clarify the misconceptions, right? Uh, I mean, a couple of things of what we know what it is. It's definitely, you know, the, the, the future of what we knew as the, the Web 2, so the Internet. But it's also kind of the future of the social media because we, are, we mingle and, and, and are all, the, all together there. But then we have at the center of all this an economy, so we can own things. So it's also kind of the future of social, uh, of social commerce or commerce in general, of e-commerce in general, right? So definitely it's not uh, meta, uh, you know, because uh, internet, you know, Google is not the internet. Uh, it's, uh, it's definitely not the VR, but it's going to be platform uh, agnostic, right? Um, it's definitely not going, it's definitely not a trend. Um, I mean, based on statistic, we, we see that within the next, let's say, eight to, uh, to 10 years, it's over 1.5 trillion to $2 trillion uh, market economy, right? So these are all the things, to, what, it is, uh, what it is not, right, that I like to kind of address as a, as a misconception, right? Um, when you get closer to what is the metaverse, and I like to wrap it up with as of today, right? 
Um, actually, let me throw one more thing that is also a big misconception that I hear. Metaverse is not a game, right? So um, gamers have been, and crypto aficionados, have been enjoying gamified environments, right? And But definitely, it's, it's, it's not a game. As a matter of fact, as long as we look at uh, Web3 and the Metaverse as, uh, as a game, as a place where we have to log in and get rewarded based on the time that we spend, and you know, we are looking at Web3 opportunities with, with Web2 lenses, right? Mm -hmm. um, I believe a lot that, that Metaverse is an extension of our real life. It's, uh, it's an interconnection with places, people, and products. And uh, at the center of all this, of this interaction with whatever we see around us, literally, right, which, become, which will become the access point to the digital world, right, in, a, in an augmented way, way right, um, at the center of all this, we will have two main ca characteristics, which, which would be one, co-creation so whatever we have around us you know the product the place the people we can allow, allow others to build experiences in those access points right and and as a consequence of those experiences, we have ownership because those digital assets or unique digital assets nowadays called nfts who knows what's called in the future right um you can you can co-create them and co-own them right so the interest there and the benefit there of those uh you know um experiences are that you be you feel you feel a sense of belonging because you collaborate with others by doing things that have similarities right and then you no longer spend just your time and you're happy and rewarded because you spent your time but you actually now created something that you you know uh, equally own uh, with others i want to pause here a second yeah i love that uh tomaso you've done several exits and uh, it's, it, it is an exciting world. And a month ago, I was in a panel in LA and this guy next to me, maybe it's too much weed. He was talking about Web 4.0. It's like, wait a minute, expert was saying we're not even there yet. <laughs> so there's definitely a need of education of people thinking they're, they're already in a Web 4.0 world. It, it is, it's, how are we going to stop that? Or what can we do? to educate everyone. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, all these buzzwords, right? We, we, we are, it's not the first time that we have a, an innovation cycle, right? The question actually here, if we zoom out a second is why now? Like, why did this happen right now? And if we zoom out, right, we would uh, um, on a high level assess and see that there are two, um, two things that are happening at the same time. On one hand, we have been asking for, for years now to have more data um, uh, uh, transparency, to have our data. Like we have seen over the last 18 years that we wanted more um, systems that we could have a real voice and influence, right? But the underlying technology, the Web2, was not allowing to give us the data. It was not allowing to have a voice in what we were doing, right? And so um, in parallel to those needs, right? And this is one pillar evolving needs, right? The uh, investors and the entrepreneurs, right, of this world, right? They said, well, how can we respond to those needs? And then, you know, blockchain came around, right? And then with blockchain, you know, Ethereum um, incorporated the ability to create those digital assets, right? And so with that, then the, the metaverse was, was activated. So this was a match made in heaven between, you know, the, the, the evolved needs and on the other hand, um, the technology advancement. So this is the reason why this is happening 
this is happening right now, right? I mean, we always need to be filter those buzzwords, you know, uh, 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 out uh, um, metaverse, uh, um, uh, you know, Web four, Web five. I've also heard uh, things like that, right? I think right now let's let's concentrate all together of what we can enjoy in this uh, in this in this so called the Web three world, right? What can we create? We are really at the early beginning of. Uh, of um, exploring all together what can be done, right? Again, I believe that the biggest attributes here are the ability for all of us to co-create, right? Also composability called, right? So imagine, you know, Kate and Danny, we are all in, a, in, a, in an experience in a digital or in an augmented world, right? And now we can, we can uh, all together um, build a digital product, right? That, that we all three um, co-own. So we had this uh, this feeling of um, of uh, contributing towards a mission that we, the three of us like, right? And then at the end of it, it's not just an entertainment or, you know, you didn't just spend your, your hours in there just for the sake of creating something and then you left, but we also have um, a, a ownership on it, right? And then we can have it in different other digital or, or, or um, uh, virtual uh, environment placed and, and, and swapped and sold, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I get a chance to have a conversation in some of the biggest VC that's really pouring $8 billion of funding in, in the Web 3.0 space. And they're focusing on the centralized content creators economy. And that's really uh, wonderful. Dan, what's your take on this? Yeah, I mean, it's um, well, I have a question, though, for Tommaso. I was just watching CNBC and they were talking about dating in the metaverse. I don't know if you've seen this. It's been a whole topic for a whole week. And I've been talking about this for a few years. And luckily, I bought the website dateinthemetaverse.com. So, uh, uh, so I because I really feel like relationships are going to change. I think throughout history, I'm sure every generation before said that about, you know, emails and chat and webcam, like Internet. Obviously, gener uh, you know, relationships have changed. I'm curious on what your thoughts, though, is the future of relationships when it comes to I think our kids are really they understand how to have a relationship with someone like a friend in a space that they've never actually met that person. You know, where us, it's a little bit different. We started with making friends in real life and then, you know, maybe they transition to a virtual space. But how is it going to be in the future where you know people are really going to be making a lot of these relationships with not only they don't even know who the person is. The person may be a tree one day and maybe they're a flower the next um, or they're not even a human being. Maybe it's it's literally an AI bot um, that is you know very advanced in learning and you don't even know who or what it is. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the topic of of building a relationship in general, right in the digital world has been already an evolution in, in, in transformation over, over the last decades, right? Now, obviously, when you have uh, more immersiveness, right? And then when you have also a variety of identity, um, you need to detach then basically, you know, the identity that you have online from the appearance that you have online, right? And interconnect then very contextual, right? So I think that the that the you know, relationship will be very, yeah, I think the best word is contextual. Contextual means where did we meet? In what purpose, with what purpose did we meet, right? Are we, are we playing together? Are we learning together? Um, are we, are we, um, are we doing something for the environment together, right? On a, on a digital way, right? And, and also maybe um, 
to an extent, we should uh, we should also be fair in saying, right now when we think of digitally, right in the in the version zero one of this world, what's called metaverse, right of this new era, we are still thinking of something that is either web based. So we are in a digital environment where the uh, ID and the avatar are um, are are purely um, a character that you can fantasize, right? Um, but there is also an extension to this when when we start thinking, okay, how does it look look in a in a world where where augmented reality plays a role into that? So it's not just virtual to virtual, right? What if virtual? What what if the augmented reality, which in my point of view will be one of the biggest use cases in the metaverse, and the reason why I believe that is because uh, uh, it will be simply simpler and more seamless, uh, a more seamless approach for people to access the digital world rather than you being in front of of a PC, which requires you have to be there, right? Um, so if you if you have an augmented reality, you can interact uh, with a variety of uh, of characters too, but then the characters are in real life, right? So it's it's an evolving relationship. It's an evolving relationship. Um, we definitely will have, uh, yeah, uh, in my point of view, also some uh, some mental mental definitely mental issues that that will are created as a result because you know you move from there is everything possible to the real life, right? And then you go back and say, wow, and now, now I don't have this, this strength. I don't have the force. I, I don't look like that, right? So I think that, that we definitely see the, 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 the healthcare industry um, uh, also playing a huge role in how uh, we want to guide this next, this, next, uh, this next generation. I don't know if I answered your, your question, but very, very intriguing, Daniel. Yeah, no, thank yeah. you, I think. Yeah, there was a, a one point uh, we did a forum and this guy, he actually loves playing his avatar than in real life. And, and that's definitely something that um, an expert can 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 talk about that. That's going to be a fascinating world. Like you would rather be an avatar than in your real person. And that's kind of, you know, something that we... The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. That's very difficult. Yeah, it's yeah, new. We're gonna therapists will never go away. I think they will be very busy in the future. So I've going back to your saying, Kate, though, about the creator. Mm -hmm. Recently there's a well known comedian. He bought back his show from Netflix because Netflix wanted to censor some of the things that he didn't. And after he bought it back, he basically doubled his money, um, which is kinda like one of the first times that someone's ever done this. So you were talking about the creator economy. Where do you see that, Tommaso, in terms of the abilities now where, um, you know, you have to kind of bend towards the platforms because the platform has the money to give. But if you can skip over that and go directly to the consumer, that seems like it can open up a lot, uh, a lot more for people to give as a creator. Also, as a consumer, you can cr you can consume things that maybe, you know, might have been more controlled by a platform before. 
Yeah, I think even the definition of creator needs to be double-clicked on. Like, who is the creator in a Web3, right? So you have, I think, a, a three- to four-sided marketplace because a creator could be the end user. Well, Tomaso, how can the, creator, the end user be a creator? Because there are a bunch of no-coding tools that are coming up that allow you actually to import content, right? And then add additional um, edits on this content based obviously on, uh, on uh, the digital worlds and what the digital world support, right? And, and then from there, what you could also do is invite actual creator designers, you know, more professional designers, but still without the skills of, uh, of uh, coding, right? So the, the designers that lean in into, you know, the, 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 the design aspects, uh, the professional design aspects, right? Uh, and then the third party that uh, that uh, also falls into the creator is, is the actual developers, right? Because you can be in an experience, right? And a developer that has access to SDKs and APIs, so interfaces, right? You can change the environment. You can change the mechanics, maybe, in which you are in, right? Maybe you want to say you want to you want to gamify those 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 experiences, right? So, and all of a sudden, you have already three people in there that are creating this experience either in a digital world, so digital in digital, or in a digital world that is in real life, so digital in physical, if it makes sense, right? And then around this, there is always a certain level of, uh, of because tokenomics are very relevant, right? The fourth party that is involved, which is... Uh, which is the retail investor, right? Uh, I mean, I mean, assuming that uh, what we have seen, uh, let's say in the first three, four last years, um, that that most of the project, as soon as they establish a certain value uh, at the core, as a, as a core value proposition, right, they go and 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 launch their tokens. Now the retail investor becomes becomes basically. Um, not a direct creator of the experience, but maybe a, a funder of the experience because they are there and, and they invest also the money. That's how I'm looking at the creation. It's all about creation. I actually believe, Dana, to wrap up this question, the more I'm reflecting uh, most recently, I believe that, and this is just an hypothesis and assumption, right? I believe that the, the, the reward of you getting a token or a digital asset, an NFT, will soon become an expectation. So where do I want to go with this? So in five, ten years' time, seven years' time, right? We will know that if I join a augmented or a virtual and virtual metaverse, that by doing something, I would be getting something out of it. And this becomes an expectation. So our behaviors will no longer be of surprise because it will be kind of implied once it becomes implied, where is still the surprise and where do I still have this emotion uh, on joining a metaverse? And that's where I believe in the co-creation becoming and being even bigger than the reward system, right? Because reward equal expectation, but co-creation equal emotion because surprise. Does it make sense where I'm going with this? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I love that concept, um, especially like we're used to in, in the current world where we just give our email, we expect 20% off, right? And I, I love how you're saying that as we're there building a co-creation in the metaverse that will get us excited and building it for the better. And I'm going to segue this, Tomasa, to decentralization in, in the third world country. I grew up in the Philippines and, and the model of 
you know, you contribute and it gets spread out to everybody. How is that going to play when there's a class system in a country? I'm, I'm very curious about that thought. What, what's your thought process in that? You think I mean, it's first, first of all, first of all, I believe that obviously, uh, and, you know, my wife is from Brazil. I, I was born and raised in, in, in the southern part of Europe, which is not necessarily known as as the rich side of Europe. Right. Uh, so in those countries, you always need to have primarily, you know, the prerequisites, which is access and internet, right, performance. So th this is, I think, something that we cannot underestimate. Obviously, you know, there are technologies that might leapfrog, you'll say, a linear approach of a technology evolution, such as, you know, the the DSL as in the bright the, the the broadband that we have into 5G. So I think 5G and edge computing uh, will definitely be uh, fundamental to uh, those. Uh, uh, countries in order to have the pre-requirements then and have access, right? Then at a certain point, I believe that actually the fact of having having a system that allows anybody uh, to uh, have and achieve the same value by creating something, I think that this can actually democratize what a person can contribute, right? At the end of the day, at the center of all this, you know, the we need always to think of value creation. Uh, what is the value that you are building within these worlds? Okay, within this within this new era, right? What is the product? Who? What problem is that? Like, like let's, face, let's face it. What problem is this picture, this experience solving? Is it solving the problem of entertainment? Is it solving the problem of education? Is it solving the problem of uh, of uh, belonging? Like, what problem is this? Once we focus on problem solving. Right. I believe that everybody will have the equal um, rights and possibilities and opportunities to be a relevant player, not as a gamer, but, a, you know, a player within those environments. Jen? Yeah, it's, um, it's a lot of different components, which to your point about the Internet, it's kind of wild thinking where most of us are watching this live. There's probably Internet course otherwise we can't see this but uh, there's a lot of places in the world that still don't even have access to the internet but at the same time it's really incredible and that's why you know we've talked before about how this could be the biggest global economic shift in our lifetimes just because there's so many people and with you know like what is this starlink is that kate what starlink yeah yeah with like starlink coming out in a lot of places in southeast asia at the end of this year uh, the fact that people will have access to the internet, they have phones, like you said, many of them have, I've seen 5G on an island where they didn't even have good broadband service, but their phone internet was, was pretty fast. So they will have the ability to, to get access to education. So how do you see, since you're in the education space, not only as a professor or teacher, also I know you, you um, part of your company is, is education, which I love. Uh, where do you see that? being a component and importance uh, and how to, how do you see the access of education changing with what you mentioned, the fact that people will have 5g and access on their phones where 20 years ago when the internet was born or the internet get, you know, got started, you know, 30 years ago, most people didn't even have access. So I, I, I'm a big, so maybe also to, for the audience here, I'm not a professor, <laughs> just, just to be, uh, because, I, you know, that's an allergic, uh, an allergic, uh, could cause some uh, 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 reaction. So I, I contribute as an entrepreneur 
to um, UC Berkeley teaching entrepreneurship um, in the space of, of, of metaverse, right? Just, uh, just for my professor colleagues, right? Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, when, when you are together, or maybe to, to directly to your question, right? The, the, the YouTubes of this world have actually started the, the, the pioneer work of democratizing education for the web, for the web too, right? I, I, uh, I'm chair of, of the Alma Meta XYZ, which is, which is uh, right now an educational institute, but become an educational metaverse, right? Which I'm funding right now and, and with, with, um, with a small but very smart team of, uh, of, uh, uh, entrepreneurs that are running it, right? And and we have been now educating in the Web3 real, right? What does it mean in the Web3 realm? What's the difference between the Web2 and the, and, and the Web3? So immersiveness for the brain of the humankind is fundamental to digest better information. Um, so once you are immersed, regardless if you are immersed, by the way, I don't, I'm, not ref I'm not referring to the ability for VR, right? Uh, VR is just one Im immersiveness type, right? But people triple A experiences online, right? Or um, augmented reality. Like you start paying attention to immersiveness in a different way. Okay, and so actually, one of the most recent concepts that I came up as an hypothesis, I believe actually that Web two has reached its limits on how we can learn. Because at the end of the day, with the mobile phones, I'm looking here with the mobile phones today, right? You can just scroll and scroll and scroll, but it's saturated. You don't really learn. You are not paying attention. You do it just by because you you have a ritual of doing and a habit of doing it, right? But you are not really absorbing something. So if you're really saying about the learning, this has reached its limits, right? I think with the immersiveness, if we do it right, we can now all of a sudden create less content, more qualified, and people will actually learn more. So on one hand, we have the immersiveness spectrum, which allow the humankind to learn more, to enjoy more. And the reason for that is because we are starting um, touching on all senses. Imagine that you are within the augmented reality, right? You say, wow, this is... Or imagine in the future that we have the haptic uh, gloves, right? Or even the haptic um, uh, 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 skins, right? And then we feel it in our skin, right? Or we listen to the accents of... Like, like immersiveness will create different emotions. And once, uh, once the humankind has emotions, you remember things better. So that's one point of things, right? Then the second part of the learning is because we can start triggering and gamify, not game, gamify, right? So um, gamify, the explanation of gamify is building in reward systems uh, that um, are achieving retention and engagement mechanics compared to linear systems that are just, hey, learn and that's it, right? So, you know, you learn, per chapter and you can you know unlock certain certain um, tokens right uh, mm -hmm. you you learn and you can have certain collectibles if you finish the sections right and this all of a sudden makes you not only be there because you learn better but you are now there and learn and you get something now as a last point of this of this next generation of learning what i envision is that once you have those digital assets that are on a blockchain this is value i mean this is a a, a unique asset that we can then, question mark, do what? We can swap, we can give in donation, 
we can uh, we can collect and keep we can buy out for fiat like now basically you have this approach of three instances of immersiveness right rewarding system and then the actual output of the uh, outcome of the reward system hmm. i love that dan you know i you know i get when we were in amsterdam for a conference a web3 i'm in a conference Maso, i was sitting in a sauna and i was meditating in an immersive i can smell i can feel the sun i was like man that feels like a high level of meditation right there i could just picture out the future of education is going to be that immersive it's going to retain in my brain with all like you said we're all so add and there's so many stimulation and we can't just focus into one thing i mean i buy books all the time and i probably would read the first chapter and there sits I never could never finish that, but I love that. So that the future of an immersive education way where we get rewarded and all of that gamifying it, that's very exciting to me. Dan? Yeah, I mean, that was amazing. The, the thing that Kate's talking about really was to help people with anxiety and, and mental health. That's what it was created for. But I can imagine there's so many other use cases of something that really touches all senses. Um, but Tommaso, can you tell us though, how can people hear more? How can they find you? You know, what should people look at? I love your name too. Awesome. Awesome ventures. Uh, well, I use um, a lot, so tell us. Yeah. So for, for um, what I've been doing at UC Berkeley, um, is, is, is co-create, I call it co-creating, not teaching, co-creating web three, learning together with brilliant minds. Um, uh, so last, the first semester, we created 12 uh, projects and startups in the Web3 and the metaverse space. And I've been getting more and more um, a demand of, uh, you know, bringing this knowledge also into the public market, which which we did through through Alma Meta, almameta.xyc. We created a course for non-technical professionals, right? And it's a self-paced course. Uh, actually, the course comes with a certificate and it comes with a community. So for those uh, out there who would like to learn more about how to get into the metaverse, what risks do you need to assess for the metaverse? What is the metaverse today? And what's the big picture in order to reverse engineer, specifically for brands, you know, departments that want to get uh, into the metaverse? That's kind of the, the target audience we created it for. It's roughly six hours, so you can go on almameta.xyz, right? Um, obviously, uh, um, I am um, part of the Awesome Venture Fund. So for those uh, early stage startup, please go on awesome.ventures uh, or awesome.xyz and submit your application there, right? And, uh, you know, if you think uh, that you need some external wind to create some contrast to what the metaverse is, I do keynotes um, quite a lot right now, especially uh, to the very recent book that um, I had the pleasure to co-author with Kathy Hackle and, and, and Dirk Good, right? Um, which is called Navigating the Metaverse, published in May by Wiley. Happy to contribute to this world of Web3 and humbly learning one chat at a time. Really exciting. Incredible. Thank you, Tommaso. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And visit metatalks.com. That's talks with a Z. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, 
we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.